up what's up what's up we are back with another episode of small talk what's happening today we're going to talk about a story that's been in the media for i want to say a few weeks now not a month yet but in dallas we have a black woman 24 years old who was assaulted by a white man named austin Sheffield, I believe that's his last name. He's 30 years old. He's a Dallas bartender. I'm not going to do this podcast alone. I'm actually joined with someone who's not a stranger to the podcast. We have Texas Rose, who will be joining the conversation today. What's up, Texas Rose? Hey, now. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. So I did I did let them know already that we were going to be talking about the incident that took place in Dallas with Ladejanique. Am I saying her name right? I believe it's Ladejanique. Ladejanique, thank you. Yeah. Who was assaulted by a bartender who's 30 years old. His name is Austin, like I said. He's a white male. And let's just talk about how this incident transpired. So... She was driving. If you're from Dallas, then you know that downtown can be very confusing. Am I lying, Texas? Extremely Rose? confusing. I get anxiety at the thought of being in downtown and I'm behind the wheel. Yes. So. <laughs> being in Dallas is confusing. You don't know if you're going down the right way or the wrong way. You don't know if you're driving on the train tracks. I remember one time yes. I was driving on the train tracks and I didn't even realize it. So. Yeah. This woman, she's going down the wrong way of the street. Apparently, she notices. She pulls into a parking lot. And she was blocking the parking lot that Austin was trying to get into. Is that what took place, Texas Rose? Yeah. And, you know, I think that's, like, generally what happened. Another story I saw was that she was blocking, like, the exit to which she was trying to leave from. Mm-hmm. And actually, as I, like, saw footage of the area, I've actually been in that parking lot before attending a, a local eatery right. over there. And it's, it's very confusing. Yeah, it's, it's a like, deep album, right? Yeah, like, you'll think there's, like, two sides. One side is kind of closer to the edge of the street, so, and it's, you're able to get in from both ways, but there's, a on the other entryway, it's an entrance only, and it's, like, you don't know if it's nighttime that makes it, like, 10 times harder to decipher so it's it's very okay so as we know we we can attest that the roads are confusing so her making this mistake i don't think it's a huge deal i think this is something that a lot of people make on a regular basis in dallas when it comes to driving in downtown so she pulls into a parking space or what she thinks is a parking space but she's actually blocking the entrance into a parking lot so she noticed she didn't she didn't notice first Texas Rose or did he say something to her for her to move her car? I, how how I've seen and how I've interpreted it to go was that I think she was blocking one of the exits to which where he was trying to leave the parking lot because he's a bartender over there, so I'm a, he was parked right. and he was trying. But like I said, there's there's two where you can enter and exit and I know a lot of the times there's the issue of people of a certain class feeling entitled mm. so to say he felt entitled enough to make to, to get her to move out of the way instead of taking advantage of the entirely 
other opening that there was where he probably right because it's always an entrance and an exit it's never yeah. just a one way in one way out that's that's a good point so yeah. just want you guys to know before we hop in our conversation what happened is like i said this woman's going down the wrong way of the street and he's either trying to get in or out and they get into an altercation so how this altercation starts is the guy gets upset gets out of they both get out of their vehicles and were they exchanging words i've seen a couple of stories texas rose so i know that you followed this really closely as well so if you can just brief us on the altercation yeah so from the clips that i saw it looks like they both were out of the cars they had a confrontation and i'm assuming he probably you know wanted her to move her car mm-hmm. and she she strikes me as a person that's going to hold her ground so she probably was in a defensive mode to hold her ground and especially being at nighttime there's a strange male that's obviously overpowering you you're going to hold your ground so she right. probably just that and when she probably didn't answer to like how he was expecting or really wanted her to answer that's probably when things escalated and from then it looks like she from the video she put out her phone and you know threatened to call the authorities and that's when the physicality started to get involved where he mm-hmm. smacks the phone out of her hand she strikes him which i don't particularly think was the best decision in all honesty but mm-hmm. she strikes him and he decides to have the last strike and strikes her five subsequent times mm-hmm. from there and then takes her phone away from her so and that's how it goes it, right so thank you for briefing us on the story. So that's what took place. So we can definitely hop into the the topic of discussion. So Texas Rose, how has it been in Dallas? As far I know they've been protesting. I know people have been demanding that this man be charged with a hate crime. I know that they were charging him at first and now they decided to pull back the charges and they started to charge the victim i'm gonna call her a victim because she is a victim of a hate crime they they charged her and then it was a thing with the da that stepped in and took the charges back yeah yeah so first the the climate in dallas i would say it's it's still at a standstill there have been organized protests since the incident occurred i know um there's an organization called the next generation action network the mm-hmm. Dallas chapter, the leader, his name is Dominique. He is, he was very swift with his wanting to call to arms. And one thing that I found to be, I don't want to say unjust, but sometimes you just have to be more objective with the cause. Mm-hmm. They're wanting to like boycott and protest the deep Ellip area as a whole. But uh-huh. you can't really hold that entire area responsible for the actions of one person because in turn, it actually looks like his former employer denounce his actions as well as fire him so you can't really denounce an entire area for mm-hmm. the actions of one person that's a good but point. there yeah but there have been protests for that and her attorney his name is lee merrick he him along with a lot of other people in the area they're wanting to um of course like you said up those charges so that okay. it's because he's had like a couple of frivolous like misdemeanor charges for like assault and public intoxication and unlawful right. handling of a gun without a concealed handgun license Right. But nothing that's like 
which you would think would have a lot of with the amount of beating that he that he you know nothing to this magnitude exactly okay got you i i've read a few stories that's why i love that you're on here to to be able to brief us because i know you're right there and you're able you've been following it as well um so i read in an article that he called her a stupid nigger er now i don't know how true that is I actually have not come across that at all. I haven't heard of any contact that they've had, like, since the actual issue occurred. Because, like, even when he was released from jail, like, when reporters wanted to ask him questions, he hadn't made any comments. Mm So, I hadn't heard of that. Because this is something that I read that he said to her during their altercation. And so, when I I read that, I'm like, okay, if, if those words came out of his mouth, then we know what kind of attitude he has towards the black race oh yeah yeah and there have been like posts that were found from his facebook from like years ago that were like very um you know very obvious about his his sentiments Mm. towards the black race like one from april 1st of 2010 it says um ghetto fat black chick somewhere near hollywood boulevard i will beat your mother effing a word yeah b wow he's aggressive He's aggressive. Yeah. yeah, he's very aggressive. That was from 2010. And not to say that people can't grow from then. But, but you know, that's, that's not the only post. And that's, that's the, the excuse, post. Texas Rose. I'm going to let you continue reading his, his post because he needs to be exposed with his teeth. Yeah. But that's the excuse I feel like people who have his attitude are given. He was young. No, I've said a lot of, and I've said and done a lot of things. When I was young, but I've never said hate towards any race. I've never hated anyone. What that, that that post is pure hate. Yeah, that's pure hate. So you can go ahead and continue with the the other post that he he's posted in his past. Trying to locate it. That was the one that was first brought to my attention. Okay. And even if you don't construe that as hate, like it's obvious that that is you know you have how, an issue. You have a problem. Like, how is that positive in any way? It's not positive. And then for you to come out and aggressively hit a woman five times that you know is not of the same amount of power that you have. A woman. And you're going to take out power on her like that. Right. And he said he was he was acting in self-defense. Now, they also said that this woman, did she smash his window? Yeah. So she smashed his window and it happened after the actual altercation that where he was hitting her. Okay. So... It was kind of like, um, I guess she wanted to take some aggression out. You know, we've all been in situations where we felt helpless mm-hmm. and you feel cornered and you have an opportunity to take out some aggression. If, if it's like an aftershock of a situation, sometimes you react. Now, whether it's, you know, the right thing to do or not, sometimes it's not. And in this instance, I hate to say, I don't think that was the right reaction. Mm-hmm. I can understand it. Right. But fortunately, because that action that was taken, that's why she was... Mm-hmm. You know, they were able to file charges against her and due to the amount of the amount of damages, I think it was like thirty five hundred dollars due yeah. to one of the Texas I, penal codes. It, it justifies as being classified as a felony. And I wonder how much the damages were in her medical bill. But, you know, people don't want to talk about that. Oh, no, that doesn't matter. And I want to go back to what you just said. I'm happy that you you brought that up. You said that you understand her emotion and how she was able to take that anger out by 
um, vandalizing his property. But you don't yeah. think it was the correct thing to do. So my thing is with that Texas Rose, I really get in. I'm not saying that I'm not saying anything to your comment because I agree. Even if I act out on things, you know, that I shouldn't act out on. It's probably not the best thing to do, but I just get so tired of hearing that because it's black people as a, as a whole. It's usually black men that they say are aggressive, but it's spread throughout our entire community at this point. We're all aggressive to the to other people, and so we are always the ones that have to control our emotions. You know what I'm saying? We get into we get into situations that we don't ask to be in, and we have to control our emotions, and we always get. I was always taught, well, that's what they want you to do. That's what that's how they want you to act. Well, how else am I supposed to act? It's like shaking a can of Coke. And when you open it, it's eventually going to explode. It's gonna that's a really good analogy. So it's like, how much are we supposed to take as a people? And it's not just black people that, that are oppressed. There are other races, I'm sure, in America that feel the exact same way that we do when it comes to white and black or white and Hispanic or, you know, white and Chinese. I don't know. But being black myself, I'm speaking from my point of view. But I'm no, just... that's, I, I completely agree. I, I, I understand that as well. But piggybacking onto that as well, mm-hmm. with us being the minority in this world of the, you know, wonderful white people that we coexist with. Right. We, some things that we know. We know that they have privilege. We know that they have all of the advantages that we don't have. So we have to, it's our responsibility to move in ways that we can try to cover our, our asses, if you will. Right. We, have, we know the odds are set against us. So, right. you know, if you go, if you put yourself in a situation, you know that in this situation, you bust mm-hmm. somebody's car window, you bust the car window out, they're going to file the felony charges. He didn't make her do that. So... It gives them a reason to actually have a just charge filed against her. Right. And, you know, strategically speaking, that is something that worked out in the offense's favor because they're actually the ones that presented it to the Dallas Police Department. Right. And, you know, lawfully, they had the right to pursue that charge. Now, I really mm-hmm. hate that she opted to do that, but it's like you, you can't you can't do some stuff like right. that. And I, and I totally agree. I totally agree with you um, as far as especially thinking things through. Yeah. Luckily, this woman was able to walk away with her life because this is not the story for majority of black people that this happens to, whether it's with the police or just a altercation such as this yeah. one. So it's like you know you you get in that moment because I I've personally been in moments where and I'll say I had an incident with the police when I was in Dallas and it was. Um, I was with two friends and without going into the deep into the story, I just wanted to talk about my emotion. That police officer antagonized me. I wasn't even the driver of the vehicle. I'm a passenger. Um, what this, what this officer pulled over my friend for was bogus. I won't, like I said, maybe I'll talk about that on another podcast, but it was completely bogus. He didn't think that the vehicle belonged to her. It was a brand new car that she received from a different state because she was in 
college in that state and he wanted to know why this tech this license plate was in texas so he started to question her and then he started to antagonize others that were in the vehicle so i just remember feeling belittled disrespected and it's like your hands are tied what can you do what can you do what can you say and so you just start to defend yourself so i just want to put myself in that that female's position and your adrenaline rushes and we we go off of adrenaline this man just knocked my phone out of my hand yeah and that goes into like the point i was saying like with the the privilege that they have now we can't help but to think as it's a franchise group of people if you would have been in that car for had blonde hair and eyes can't help but to think the situation would go a bit differently like you can't, we can barely hear you. Take, we can. Can you say that again, Texas Rose? The phone was cutting in and out. Um, I was saying the I was making about privilege. Like you can't help but think coming from in a, a disenfranchised group of people as black people, you can't help think that if you're in a car with four friends that happen to have blonde hair and blue eyes, like the situation would probably be different. Yes, we we can hear you. We're having a little bit of technical difficulties, y'all. I apologize. It's like the connection is not is not good. Is this a little bit better? That's better. That's better. So I know okay. I know that you you said that if it was a group of white people in the car, it would be a different scenario could you repeat yeah that? yeah that goes along the lines of, of the the point of privilege that i was making earlier like you can't help but to think that it go it will go a different way right definitely so. definitely um they definitely approach they definitely approach black people and white people differently when it comes to the police or you know just justice in general so do, yeah. you, do you think that the criminal justice system discriminates against blacks? I'll answer that first. I do. Um, I don't think that the criminal justice system was made to help us. I don't think it w- it's in place to defend us properly. Um, I do feel that way. And you start to feel helpless because... Going back to what you said earlier, Texas Rose, we have to control our emotions or she shouldn't have done that. You know, we have to think above and beyond. And even when we do do the right thing as far as maybe not vandalizing property or not fighting back, we're still the suspect. Yeah. Yeah, because had she not vandalized that car, the headlines, the the major outcry would be that he walked away from the event without being in, in jail for a long amount of time. Right. We wouldn't even be talking about the felony charges against her. We would still be dissatisfied with the outcome because he would be out in society. Right. Either way, so, it, it's not going to work uh, out for us because he was able to post bond for $2,000, what, the exactly. following day. And that was actually the point I was going to make. I think the discrimination of the justice system, the main color that that starts the discrimination is the color green. If you're if you're well off and you have mm. lawyers, you won't be mm. you won't be faced with discrimination. That's a very that's, good that's point. where the real advantage Money comes from. Money talks, and that's what it's all about. You're very very right. I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. 
If you have money, then you are able to get out of anything. If you are, does that go for black people as well, though, Texas Rose? I, I would say, and that's like a two-part thing. You have more of an advantage as a black person, but you still, sometimes you're, you're, you have, you're under scrutiny of certain judges and certain grand juries and district attorneys that may have bias. Right. because you're of a certain nationality so you st- it's still like a catch-22 so you're like damned if you have green and you're damned if you don't the underlying factor is the color of your skin right so right and that's something that i always talk about on on this podcast is when it comes down to it it's all about race and on my last podcast i made a comment i said that just me reading and watching these documentaries and watching how they've been putting these black men out as predators, which they are, if they've done this crime, they've made black men predators as far as this sexual misconduct. Cause that's what we see all in the media as if white people or white prominent men are not predators as well. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's about the race It's not so much about the crime. Yeah, it's the race. This black man is raping these women. He's doing this to these girls. He should be sentenced. Well, this white man is doing the same thing. Why is he not treated the same way? Exactly. So you can't tell me that it's not about race and race is not the number one factor when it comes to America. It plays a role in our jobs. It plays a role in our justice system. It plays a role in our credit. It plays a role in everything because yeah. if that was the case, we wouldn't have to fill it out on these applications. You are, yeah, who you and are. even if you know if you don't do anything, or if if you have a white person and a black person that grew up together in the same community, same you know same opportunities, maybe that is a lot more likely to have more of an advantage ground running before the black person due to system generational you know advantages that were set in place outside of either one of their hands and that's not all of that white person just just due to you know the the history of this nation right it's privilege privilege it's purely privilege it's privilege and that's a that's a good point you're making some really good points today i love it privilege is the number one thing in america that nobody wants to acknowledge and let's just go ahead and say it white privilege is the number one thing that nobody wants to acknowledge. And I've had this discussion with, you know, white people before that I'm friends with where we can have these type of um, talks. And it's like sometimes they don't see it. They don't see it as white privilege. They see it as working hard. And I'm not saying that white people don't work. Some white people don't work hard to get where they are. But a lot of times the things that are happening behind the scenes yeah they, they would never understand in, in that situation you already have things in place for you, you exactly know? and and they don't understand that but that's definitely true white privilege um this man being able to post bond right after beating up a woman he beat that woman up that was a woman with a gun in his hand yeah, with a gun. I was... And they're actually investigating the char- the the level of charge. I saw one report, and they're they're trying to see how the charge, how it could be credible to be amplified due to him not having pointed the gun. Just the fact that it was out there, you know, they're considering that it it may or may not need to be a lesser charge. 
Like, <sighs> whether the gun was pointed or not, right. that lady was justified to say she feared for her life. Right. And there have been several black men who were victims of lethal deadly force simply because they may have thought a gun was in Right. Hand. Exactly. And those police, you know what they said? They feared for their life. Yep. That's all they have to say is they fear That's for their life. That's all they have to say. She fears for her life, and this man goes back into society. Yep. And, that's, and because she decided to, to bust his windows, she gets the funny. I mean, like I said, it may not have been the best decision, but she, right. she stuck with that felony, that possible felony now. That that's that's what the focus, it. not the fact that he society. Right. Right. And, and that's the sad part. It's like we get into these situations, whether it's something that happens at work or an altercation with another uh, race. We have to make sure that we do everything by the book so that they won't have anything to charge us with or to say that we've done, which I think is extremely sad because how come everybody else is able to act off of anger and emotion? But I feel like being black, I'm not able to be angry. I'm not able to be upset because I'm an angry black woman or I'm aggressive, you know? So it's yeah, like, I don't it's know. Very I don't know how to channel my anger in this society without someone saying I'm angry, I'm an angry black woman, or I'm aggressive. Well, I tell you one. I hope that you don't resort. You see what's whose favor is what. So we don't need to channel it. Definitely, because <laughs> we see who's not the law is on but yeah like i'm a mother i'm hoping to bring a son into this world i have a daughter right now but Mm -hmm. the reality of it is is that we have to have the talk like you have to understand your place in this world and how you have to behave and or how it's best to behave in order to avoid certain things or avoid be attacking stigmas and to just play the game like it's necessary it's it's sad and it's completely unfair but that's the reality of this wonderful nation of America. That's true. And that talk seems to get seems to be pushing further and further up in age. That talk used to could happen, you know, middle school, maybe close to your teenage years, but they're oh, no. targeting children now. I mean, children are not safe. Black children are not safe in this society. So you have to let them know early as well yeah. and prepare them for society. Just going to school. My my sister, I have a um, I have an eight year old nephew. He goes to a predominantly white school. My sister has had to give him the talk at around you know a good age of understanding, but right. at at least around like six or seven, just so that he's aware of his difference and he's aware of his history and he's proud of it. Right. Like he, that talk is necessary living in society, and like you said, it it's it's necessary at a younger age. Definitely. Wow. Very necessary, and you have to have the talk, and it's good that she's even letting him know, you know, be be proud of where you come from and be proud of the skin color you're in because if you look at the media, it's something that you could walk around and be ashamed about the way that they portray black people in the media. So we definitely have to stay positive and keep each other lifted. But I thank you so much, Texas Rose, for coming on here and giving us that update, giving us your opinion. I appreciate it. I know we'll have you back on another episode. But you guys go follow me on Twitter at Smalltalk03 and go follow me on Instagram at Smalltalk03.